Open a channel. This is Captain Rob of the USS Accord, and you're listening to Driving Trek. Welcome to episode two of Driving Trek, a Star Trek podcast I record in my car during my work commute. Today, I'm on my way to work, not on my way home. Uh, and it's one of those uh, hot summer days here in New Jersey where I just don't want to leave the house. So I was given this a good amount of thought, and I think that I have an idea for a couple of segments. I listen to so many different Star Trek podcasts, and I find myself responding to them in my car, even if no one can hear me. So I thought that maybe I could give a try at responding to some of my favorites, uh, like after their episode drops. I'll give my feedback or my thoughts on whatever they're talking about, uh, anything like that. Uh, so with that, I think that it only makes sense for the first one to be the Trek Geeks podcast, because they kind of inspired me to start this. Uh, and this is going to be a segment I'm going to call Coconut Cruise Control. So on the episode that the Trek Geeks published this week, and I don't know the episode number off the top of my head, but it was one of their carpool conversations uh, about who would you like to see a series spinoff, a character spinoff of. Uh, and obviously, the first thing I thought of was Chief Engineer Leland T. Lynch. Nope, that's not it. People don't know who that is. He was mentioned on season one of The Next Generation a couple times. He always announced himself as Leland T. Lynch. Full name, all the time. One of those guys. Um, so, not really him. Uh, the first one that I can think of that I would like to see uh, in the veins of Star Trek Picard stick with me on this one because it's possible even though you might not think it is it's Star Trek Data so I grew up on TNG Data was always one of my favorite characters and I think that there's room to do something with him uh, I know that Brent Spiner is obviously getting older so he can't necessarily reprise the role so there's a couple different ways to get around this um, and also we know what happened at the end of Nemesis which is obviously a problem so couple ideas that I had around this and I'm sure other people had these ideas and I might even read them somewhere and that's how I got them uh, but one you can do an animated series so you could have the voices and not have to worry about the age of the characters um, you could have B4 fully take on the character it just took a while to get there or maybe it's the journey of B4 to get there um, he doesn't have memories but he's starting to, to remember pieces of things um, but what I was really thinking might be something interesting would be the um, somebody finds in the wreckage of the scimitar something from Data. Maybe, maybe somehow his positronic brain survived. Maybe he has some sort of black box type device. Um, so that way, when the ship blew up, we didn't really lose him, but nobody really knew it. Um, so somebody was salvaging what was left of the ship, and I don't know who that would be um, to be able to figure that out. Maybe it's Ferengi or something like that, and they find it. And then it is somehow them using that to integrate data into a ship, maybe. And he winds up becoming the ship's computer or something like that. And then it's, it's his journey 
to, to get back into a body, if you will, or to, to, to get away or, or something like that. It might be a crazy idea, but that's what I was thinking. And maybe you could certainly bring in Jordy as part of this series because Data would try and contact him, I would think, to try and get to get himself removed from wherever he is or, or something like that. So that's my first idea. I know it's a little far-fetched, but I think there's a way to get there. There's definitely a path. Number two that I wouldn't mind seeing, and this one is a little bit more recent, is is Harry Mudd from Discovery. Now, this is not necessarily Harry Mudd from, from original series, but Rain Wilson as Harry Mudd uh, on Discovery. I think there is a lot of storytelling that could happen there. Uh, where you could connect back to other characters and things like that that we have met. Uh, but he he has, in just the couple episodes that we saw in the short trek, he's got a lot of room to really to build storylines around what he does. And it's just him going around probably really screwing people over um, and, and trying to get away with it or something like that. So I think that would be very interesting to see. Uh, and then I really... I stick with TNG, so for the third one, I really do think that we could probably do something with um, with Captain LaForge. So I keep thinking back to the episode of Voyager, uh, where I think it was Timeless, where Jordy is the captain of a ship. So I think that that might be something interesting, because he's a very different kind of person uh, to be the captain of a ship. Uh, so it might be interesting to follow him along. A couple of honorable mentions would be, I know that Michael Dorn has talked about a Captain Warp series over and over, so I don't know if that would ever happen. Uh, we'll see what happens with, with Star Trek Picard and, and who can who can really pop up in that show, because as of the, this recording, uh, there's been no announcements of anything with characters on that show, although LeVar Burton has said that he doesn't understand how he wouldn't be on that show, basically, or he wants to be. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, but those are my kind of recommendations for what I think would be cool character series uh, to spin off from other things. And obviously there's there's a bunch of others. Uh, and I really, from what Dan and Bill talked about, I think Star Trek Janeway would really be entertaining. Uh, I think that she's an amazing captain and she has a lot of different facets to her. And she, she was really well-rounded and she, like Bill said, she went through a lot. And I think that she would actually have a good series exactly like he was talking about. Maybe had a Starfleet or something like that. Um, and I don't really know who else I would give a spin-off series to, but those are kind of the, the big ones that I thought of. He just kept talking in one long, incredibly unbroken sentence, moving from topic to topic so that no one had a chance to interrupt. It was really quite hypnotic. So for our main mission briefing today, I wanted to go through Star Trek series in general, kind of from beginning to end and give my thoughts, uh, maybe some of my favorite episodes, things like that. Like I've, I mentioned in episode one, I grew up on TNG, uh, so that's my favorite, uh, but I will start at the beginning. So the original series, uh, I enjoy. I don't love it. I won't necessarily stop if I see an episode on, depending upon the episode. I find that it's, it's a little too slow for me in a lot of cases. 
Um, but there are a number of really enjoyable episodes that, that I would always stop to watch. I'd always stop to watch The Doomsday Machine. I'd always stop to watch Trouble with Tribbles. Uh, any of those those kind of fun episodes or, 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 or interesting episodes like that, I, I would be I would be all for. Uh, but it, it's not it's not my favorite. I know that that's a little blasphemous. It's not what brought me in, but I, I watch it and I like the the original crew movies better than I like the original series. Um, but that's my thoughts on TOS. For I guess next, really, if we go through it right, is the movies. Uh, so Star Trek: The Motion Picture, uh, a little slow, but it's it's enjoyable and. I would watch it. It's still Star Trek. Um, I got a little bit of a better appreciation for it the last few times I've seen it. Because there is a good story there. It's just, it's not as um, as exciting as some of the others. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Great one. I'll always stop to watch this. I'll seek it out sometimes. You can't really do much better than this movie. Uh, it would probably be tied for my favorite Star Trek movie. Uh, but it's very enjoyable. Um, Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock. Not bad. You kind of need to see it because I think the trilogy is important of Star Trek 2, 3, and 4 uh, to tell a whole story. I like how they did that. Uh, it makes you want to come back for more. Uh, but Star Trek 3, it's it was good. It, it was just all right. I mean, you can't go wrong with Christopher Lloyd as a Klingon um, and how they take a Klingon ship, but blowing up the Enterprise is obviously a sad thing and that still kind of gives you goosebumps every time you see it uh, not as bad as it will be for generations for me but it it, it it does something to you more than a character death does to you than a ship death which is crazy um, and some people might disagree with that but I think I was impacted more by the destruction of the Enterprise than I was when Spock died in Star Trek 2 don't at me but that's, that's just how I, I took it um, so then, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. This is a super fun one. I would stop and watch this anytime. Uh, I like the idea of it. It really sends a good message about how we think about ourselves versus how, how others think about us. I mean, why would we would assume that any probe comes to talk to humans because we're arrogant and we shouldn't be because it's not always about us. It could be about anything. So that, that was a good storyline. Um, and it's always fun to watch that Klingon bird of prey fly under the Golden Gate Bridge and, and land there. Kind of crazy, but it, a, great, um, a great piece of the, of the story. Uh, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Uh, you know, I don't think it's that well received. I think everybody kind of agrees. Some people think that, that there's there's a good there's a good story there it just wasn't executed quite right it was all right I mean I'll watch it I won't seek it out uh, but um, there were some parts of it that are good some parts of it that are not good Star Trek 6 the undiscovered country a lot of people love this I think it's all right I didn't love it I don't know why um, I don't know what about it just doesn't grab me I guess maybe I just didn't find it that interesting but um, in general, it's a good movie. I know a lot of people love it. I just didn't think that it, it just didn't do it for me for some reason. I can't quite put my finger on it. Probably have to watch it a couple more times and see. Uh, and so that takes us to the end of 
the movies. Uh, I'm going to skip right over the animated series because I've watched maybe two or three episodes of it. I am trying to get my kids to watch it, but I haven't seen enough of it yet to comment on it. Next Gen, obviously my favorite. I've talked about that. Uh, I grew up on it. Um, I saw every episode. I would stop to watch just about any episode that's on TV. Um, I really enjoy Data as one of my favorite characters, Will Riker. Um, captain Picard really can't be beat. As a captain, obviously, uh, they brought him back for the new series that's coming on, so people like him. Uh, so some of my favorite episodes of Next Gen are I Enjoy Starship Mine. That's a fun one. Anywhere you can give me more of a diehard in space kind of thing. I like when there's one person against everyone else. Um, that doesn't include ones like Rascals where it's kids against everyone else, but in general, there's one of those series per, one of those per series about, and they're really enjoyable for me. I like that. Um, I like the episode Genesis, even though nobody else seems to be that into it. I really think the idea of everybody de-evolving was very interesting and it was kind of a crazy thing to do. Uh, but again, it's almost the same kind of thing. It's, it's Data and Picard come back and it's them against the ship of their own crewmates that have de-evolved and are trying to get them, which is interesting. Uh, those kind of episodes are good. Uh, the time ones are all good. I like yesterday's Enterprise, uh, even though I know some people don't. Uh, I think it's enjoyable. The, the, the whole time travel thing, you gotta really take with a grain of salt uh, with, um, with changes to the timeline and how it affects things and, and whether it's the new theory that once you change the history, you split off into different timelines, even if you fix it versus what happened there with Tasha and Sila later on. Um, but I think that's a fun episode and I really like the Enterprise C, even though you only see it in that episode. I think it's a really nice looking ship uh, that I would like to see more of as, as part of something somewhere maybe. Deep Space Nine, also really enjoyable. Watched it all first run on TV, saw the whole thing. Uh, it did start out slow. I was one of the people that said, why do I want to see anything on a space station? Uh, but I definitely have a new appreciation for it. Uh, I am in the middle of a rewatch of that now, in the middle of season four. Uh, so I find that really, really, a lot of the episodes that, that people talk about, they are good. There's a lot of episodes that people don't talk about that are great. Uh, the ones that I think about on, on DS9 that are my favorite. I really enjoy The Way of the Warrior, which is the beginning of season four. I always remember the special effects changes that happened in that in that season uh, and they they loaded all these crazy weapons on the station and they first had to use them on the Klingons which is kind of crazy uh, but I really I just like the special effects of oh you're gonna mess with the station you bet you don't realize that they have crazy amount of armaments now um, and that that I always thought it just stuck in my mind as something that was kind of a moment that I thought was really good like this station has teeth now you can't screw with it they're going to protect this quadrant from the Dominion. A uh, couple of, I mean, the whole Dominion arc, obviously there's a lot of episodes sprinkled in there that are that are not, but probably two seasons worth of episodes are pretty much all great. Uh, I enjoy the the travel back to Earth, actually, in a lot of those, where where they're talking about catching shapeshifters and, and changing changing the whole process and, and things like that to, to run Starfleet security or not those were all good episodes and I, I even like some of the ones that people don't like for some reason 
I know Move Along Home is not one that people like. I find it funny and enjoyable. It's one of those ones that you like, it's not, it's so bad that it's good. One of those kind of cult classic type type episodes. Uh, so I will watch that every time I see it and, and I enjoy watching that. Um, Voyager. I, I think Voyager is really great as well. I do understand some of the criticism of, of what people say. For a long time they did suffer from 40 minutes of buildup and then five minutes of resolution at the end of an episode. Um, but they were good episodes in, in a lot of cases and you, I could see past that in some cases. And, and I really think that there were a lot of good things that happened on that show that were very different than anywhere else. You had the ability to introduce new aliens more easily. Um, you had the ability to, to try and, and change things. But um, I appreciate that, that Janeway sticks to the Prime Directive as best possible, doesn't throw it away, uh, and really tries to live by the ideals of Starfleet. I think that I think they had just the right amount of tension um, between Maki and Starfleet, and there were issues past the first season, on and off. There were there were bits and pieces, but I think that that made sense to me. A lot of people think that there should be should have been more tension for longer. I don't know about that. I think there were other things that they had to cover uh, without worrying about that kind of tension for that long. Because after a certain amount of time, if there's still tension, you really can't keep your crew integrated because you can't trust them. So I think that the the decision they made to kind of resolve most of that in season one was a good one. Uh, but I think that um, there was still other things that happened in other seasons with the two crews that made sense with those kind of things. Uh, favorite episodes for Voyager, Year of Hell, probably my favorite episode. I think it, that's really good. And I think a lot of it is, is you see the destruction on Voyager, which is always interesting to see how they survive that and they keep moving. Uh, I appreciate the reset button at the end of that episode, uh, which brings us back to the beginning, um, which is interesting. Part of me wonders how much history that changed when Janeway crashed into the ship and destroyed it and brought us back to to the beginning where Anorax is still working on the plans. But um, I don't know what would happen after that. I do know that it was covered in some of the Voyager novels. There was some of that, which is interesting, which I'll probably cover in another, another episode where I do read a lot of the novels and the Voyager ones. Once I finished my rewatch of Voyager last year, I decided to hit all the novels after that in order with what happened after the finale because part of me really, I mean, obviously the last episode of Voyager, I thought it was a good resolution. There's a million ways you could have done it, but I, I liked it and I, I really wanted to see what happened after that. And they really, it could have been a whole nother season, I think, but um, even if it was just another episode or two, it would have been fun to see what happened next. Uh, so that's why I, listened, I read the novels uh, to see what happened or what the authors thought would happen next, which I thought they were, they were pretty enjoyable. Uh, again, we'll cover that probably another time. Uh, so that's my Voyager. I liked uh, another episode I liked. It was a macrocosm, I think it was called, with the macro virus. Again, it's one of those kind of episodes where it's Janeway versus everybody else. Uh, but I like... I like that storyline. That was kind of interesting, and I, I like watching Janeway as Rambo, strapping on her knives and flash grenades and things like that uh, to go retake the ship from these these viruses. 
Uh, from Voyager, we go to Enterprise. So Enterprise, again, I watched all first, first run when it was out. Uh, I was not a fan of the prequel idea at all. Um, I think they did a pretty good job with it. Uh, that being said, uh, just the technology, the way everything looked, the way they acted, uh, I think that that fit within canon very well. Um, I don't know if there were too many snafus with different things there. They, the way they brought things in was a good way to do things. I mean, they brought the Borg in without ever mentioning what they were, so they never really could, could know that we've met them before. They brought the Ferengi in with ever really kind of mentioning too much about them uh, to know that, um, that they would come back, that kind of thing. Uh, but um, I think once they hit the whole Zindi arc, uh, they really hit their stride, and I think that they did have room for another season or two. Uh, I mean, season four, I thought, was was pretty good. Uh, they they did a lot of the serialized stories uh, with several episodes that, that melded together. Um, but I think that the the characters really, really got themselves together, and they, they had a story to tell. Uh, and I would say that, I mean, most of the, the episodes from the Zindi arc were probably the best ones. I appreciated edgy archer where if the prime directive existed i think he would have thrown it away at that point so i think that that a lot of the the acting that happened there was really good i i do appreciate some of the early episodes where where archer is out there trying to to talk to people and, and meet aliens and things like that and he has a, a hard time getting there and you kind of see what it was like at the beginning and and you see that it wasn't always easy. It's not always, oh, a universal translator will work. We'll just talk to them and it'll be fine. You know, it's there's different ways to talk to different people and you need to learn about them without making assumptions uh, and trying to uh, change the way people do things. So that's Enterprise. After Enterprise, I guess we jump to... Well, we didn't really cover the next-gen movies, right? So I missed that. Generations... I liked it. I get why people didn't like it. Um, I think that it was an interesting storyline. I don't, I don't necessarily love the idea of the Nexus. There would probably be a better way to bring Kirk into that time frame if you wanted to than the Nexus, uh, because you go in and you have to bring it to you to go into it fine, but then you just decide where you want to be and you're there. And is it real or is it fake? Are you still in the Nexus? Or does it somehow transport you to a point in time? Uh, I like, I thought that was interesting, um, the way they handled it, but I think that I have more questions about it than anything else. Uh, but all in all, um, it was, it was, it was a pretty good movie. Obviously, like I said before, the Enterprise being destroyed really, I feel like that hit me very hard. You know, every time I see it, you still get goosebumps from it. Because, uh, again, that was probably my favorite ship. Probably still is. Um, from there, we go to First Contact. Probably tied with Wrath of Khan for my favorite movie. I thought this was a really good movie. I liked the way that they handled it. You still kind of have that, that time travel conundrum where you went back in time, you made changes, you came back. Are you in the same timeline or a different timeline? Did it split off where, where the Borg really took over Earth? And there's a timeline where that happened, probably, um, but they don't really cover that. But I think all in all, the way that that movie was handled was really good. I enjoyed it. 
uh, and I think that it, it really it gave it gave the teeth to the Borg that they needed, uh, and it made a lot of points about the Borg that were be that were able to be used in Voyager, um, where they didn't have as many teeth, I guess you would say, uh, where we were able to beat them just about everywhere. But um, I love First Contact; it's a great movie. Uh, Insurrection. Insurrection I liked. I mean, it's not like your action-packed first contact, but I didn't mind the storyline. It didn't surprise me. Uh, it, it's a little slow in places, but I like the humor in there uh, that they had, as well as the some of the... Um, they did have some action. I, I'm, I don't necessarily believe in the manual steering column. Uh, kind of doesn't make sense to me, but, um, you know, is what it is. Uh, so that's Insurrection. And that brings us to Nemesis. Nemesis was all right. Um, I didn't love it. Uh, I don't hate it like other people. The storyline was interesting. I think that again, you could have done it a different way uh, where it made more sense. Uh, the whole idea of the Remans coming out of nowhere and, and the mind control and things like that. I just, I didn't, I didn't love it. Uh, but you could have probably had this idea of, yeah, the Romulans cloned Picard, and, and they were doing something with him, and then it didn't work, so they threw him away, uh, but he rose up. I just don't know that it would have been done the same exact way. Um, and obviously, this is the, the movie where, where Data bites it, um, and that's really sad, him being my favorite character. I get that they probably needed to do that, whether they knew they were doing another film or not, uh, but you couldn't continue to have uh, Brent Spiner play him uh, because he's getting too old, unfortunately, to, to look like he's, he's aging. So that's, that's all the films. Uh, and then we jump forward to Discovery. Discovery, again, I w wasn't too happy with the fact that they were kind of doing prequel again, 10 years before TOS. Um, I think that they handled it really, really well. Uh, I really enjoyed both season one and season two. That's where we're at as of now. The um, the storyline on season one was a good one. Uh, the twists and turns were were great. Uh, I like how they had the vision ahead of time to really build out the serialized storyline the right way uh, and have all of these hints that you didn't know were hints till you saw later on what it was. I know that some of this stuff was kind of worst kept secrets uh, with Volk Tyler and, and people did think Lorca was from the Mirror Universe, but um, I didn't necessarily see the hints until after the fact on certain things. Um, but I enjoyed season one. Uh, season two, just as good, completely different storyline. Uh, but the acting, you know, is amazing. The special effects are amazing. Everything they're doing is really good. I do think that they're sticking to canon very well. I mean, there's a couple of little things that are that are a little bit different, but but there's there's nods to everything that there needs to be to um, to kind of get there with um, with what's happening next and the sound bites and 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 leading up to what you would see in TOS ultimately. Uh, I'm not one of the people that that is not a fan of them bringing the Enterprise in and making it look different. I think that makes perfect sense uh, to me. You just gotta, you gotta take it, the stories for what they're worth. I mean, 
So the bridge looks different. It's very similar, it's different colors. It, what's the difference, you know? That's how I see it. I'm not one of these, these gatekeepers. I appreciate Canon connections. I appreciate them upholding as much as they can, but I understand why they can't do things like that. I mean, going back to Enterprise, it was easier to kind of downgrade everything uh, to where, where we were at that time. But, but downgrading TOS is, is not that easy um, at this, in this day and age. So I, I like the way that they handled that. So that's everything that's been on already. Uh, not too many dislikes, mostly likes. I'm a fan. But there's, there's a lot more Trek to come. So the next one that we're going to see is Star Trek Picard. We don't know a lot about it at this point. Uh, we know that he's not in Starfleet anymore. A lot of the teasers that we've seen are that he is on his vineyard, his family's vineyard, uh, in the future. And that a lot of what happened in the last 20 years took a toll on him. Uh, so he's not in Starfleet for that reason, but we don't know very much else about it. Very excited to see what happens on this show and what it's all about. Uh, I can't, I can't say that it's, there's no way it's not going to be good. I'm sure it'll be good with the way that they did Discovery. I can't imagine that they can put out something that that's not as good as that. And with Captain Picard being in it, I know it's right for, for all the other characters to potentially make cameos and, and see what happens. Um, so that I think will be enjoyable. Some of the other ones that are coming out, Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, I like the idea of this. I like that Mike McMahon is one of the writers because I like Rick and Morty and I think he does a good job on that. Uh, they just announced, I think, it was it David Mack or Dayton Ward? One of them, I think David Mack is going to be helping in the writer's room for that, uh, which I think, or a consultant, which I think is really good because he's got a ton of knowledge from all the, the, the novels he's written and that kind of thing. Um, I don't know yet how this is going to connect to canon, if it will, if it won't. The time frame it takes place in, if it's meant to be more of a comedy, like a Rick and Morty type thing, about the um, kind of the the least important people on a ship, um, I don't know how it's going to connect, but it should be fun to watch. Uh, again, I don't care that it's if it's canon or not. I just care that it's Star Trek and they tell Star Trek stories. There's another Star Trek series that is supposed to come out on Nickelodeon, which is also pretty interesting. What we know about that so far is that it's gonna be a bunch of teenagers, I think, that find a ship, like a Starfleet ship somewhere, and what happens after that. Uh, so that's all we really know about that. I find, I'm, I'm glad that they're putting something out there that can be for younger, a younger audience. Like, if I can get my kids more into it through that, I'll do it. Uh, anything that can help me get them hooked, like I am, would be entertaining. Uh, there's also the Section 31 series, that's supposed to come out with Michelle Yeoh. Uh, that should be an interesting, an interesting show when they get to it. We have to wait and see how they're going to get there. That's not going to start filming, I think, until after Discovery Season 3. So right now, as of the end of Discovery Season 2, Michelle Yeoh is in the future with them. So we'll see how she gets back and, and the time frame of that series or, or how it works. Uh, but that, that should be interesting because I think that there are good stories to tell from that end of the spectrum and, and how Section 31 works in the shadows uh, behind everything else that Starfleet is doing. I think that that is all of them.
and obviously we have Discovery Season 3 coming up soon. They'll start filming that once Picard is done, I believe, uh, which should be in the fall. So that'll be good too, and now they're in the future. So it'll be interesting to, to have them untethered from, from where they were, where they had to kind of remain constant with what we would see in TOS. Uh, so we'll see what happens 900 years in the future and what, what happens with that. So that is kind of my thoughts on all the series, uh, highs and lows, that kind of thing. I think that at some point we will we'll do more of a deep dive into each, potentially. Um, I think that coming up soon I'll probably just do Discovery since that's the latest that's been out. We'll, we'll cover Season 1 as a whole and maybe Season 2 as a whole. Uh, again, a lot of it is not terribly easy for me to keep track of because I'd want to take notes. So I'll have to really try and remember all my favorite things, um, but we'll go from there. And on the next episode of, of this, I think that I will potentially go for that first season of Discovery. We'll see if I can get a rewatch done before I, I can record the next episode so I can keep it fresh in my mind and really be able to speak to it. So uh, until next time, you can find me on Facebook at Driving Trek. There's also a Facebook group I set up for Driving Trek. That'll be a group we can get into and we can talk amongst ourselves and I can get feedback from listeners as well as suggestions for shows and any other Trek topic we want to talk about. You can find me on Twitter at Driving Trek. Uh, you can email me at drivingtrek at gmail.com. Uh, and you can like, rate, and review me, please. Uh, and with that, uh, coming into orbit around work, so I will see you next time, and until then, please observe the warp speed limit.